The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Cleveland Clinic, ranked number one in the nation in heart care 24 years in a row, according to U.S. News & World Report. For information on the complex cases treated at Cleveland Clinic or to get a second opinion, visit clevelandclinic.org slash heartcare. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, May 3rd. In today's news, Nancy Pelosi says Bill Barr is a criminal. The Trump administration ignores its own protocols as it sends pregnant asylum seekers to Mexico. And that Russian spy whale wishes to defect. But first, the big idea. With little fanfare, the Trump administration has dramatically weakened the offshore drilling safeguards that were put in place to prevent another explosion like the one that happened in 2010 aboard the BP Deepwater Horizon. That incident killed 11 workers and triggered the largest oil spill in U.S. history. Administration officials formally announced the new well control rule on Thursday. They say Trump wants to increase domestic oil production and reduce burdens on the fossil fuel industry. The political appointees at the Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement, a division of the Interior Department, which promulgated this rule, say the changes will save the oil and gas industry a billion dollars that they were going to spend on safety measures. Conservationists and politicians, including Republicans who represent states on the Gulf of Mexico, are worried about the potential cost to the environment down the road of these rollbacks. The Deepwater Horizon disaster poured 4 million barrels of oil, about 200 million gallons, into the Gulf. After all, the fishing industry was devastated by the BP spill. A million seabirds died. More than 150 whales and dolphins were found dead, their bodies floating on the surface of the ocean. Surviving dolphins suffered permanent lung defects and hormone abnormalities. The rule change comes at a time when the Trump administration is considering expanding offshore drilling leases to 90% of the United States' outer continental shelf, including the Arctic and Atlantic Oceans. This is an unprecedented proposal. Trump's men at the Interior Department suspended a study last year by the National Academies of Sciences to determine ways that oil rigs could operate more safely. In preparation for its planned drilling expansion, the Interior Department is trying to grant permits that would allow seven companies to conduct seismic surveys to map the Atlantic floor. To do so, they would use ear-splitting sounds that scientists say harm whales. Administration officials are bowing to lobbying pressure from the American Petroleum Institute, the main trade association for big oil. The new Trump rules respond to industry concerns by eliminating a requirement that safety and pollution prevention equipment needs to be inspected by independent auditors who have been certified by the government. A bipartisan presidential commission established after the BP disaster recommended such inspections. Now, oil companies will get to use recommended practices created by the oil industry itself for ensuring that safety equipment works, returning to the way things were before the spill. The industry's recommended practices are simply that, recommendations, not requirements. Nancy Levison, a professor at MIT who was a senior advisor to the Bipartisan Commission, explains that the Trump rule changes replace the word must with the word should repeatedly in several cases throughout the rules. Basically, she says, it lets companies off the hook. The revisions also include other changes the industry has long sought. Safety Bureau regulators removed a key word from language describing the level of downhole pressure that the agency requires operators to maintain in a given well in order to 
avoid an accident. The word they removed, the standard they took out, was safe. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, President Trump wanted another Roy Cohn, and after this week, it seems like he got him in Bill Barr. The attorney general's combative performance before the Senate thrilled the president, who was initially skeptical about appointing someone who worked for the Bushes, who Trump loathes so much. In Barr's first three months in the job, his actions have served to protect Trump, though his motives are up for debate. Barr's defenders note that the attorney general has long advocated strengthening the power of the executive branch and that Barr has told other lawyers he's more interested in protecting the presidency than the president. But critics say Barr has emerged as the partisan champion Trump always wanted, one willing to defend the president's most questionable conduct, put a Trumpian spin on the results of Bob Mueller's probe, and mislead Congress along the way. Trump and senior White House officials have urged surrogates to go on TV this weekend to praise Barr. There was even a conference call on Wednesday afternoon to disseminate supportive talking points. It's quite a contrast from the tweets that the president used to send out about Jeff Sessions. Nancy Pelosi said publicly yesterday that she believes Barr, quote, committed a crime and made false statements to Congress under oath about whether Mueller had complained to him about his initial letter summarizing the special counsel's principal conclusions. But the speaker acknowledged that it would be hard to remove the attorney general or the president with a Republican-controlled Senate. Barr's spokeswoman replied in a statement that he's done nothing wrong and that Pelosi's charges are ridiculous. Pelosi responded that not honoring subpoenas from Congress was Article 3 of the Nixon impeachment resolution. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler said his panel will probably pass a contempt citation against Barr early next week unless he provides the full, unredacted Mueller report for them to review. Number two, the Trump administration is sending asylum seekers to Mexico while they await their court rulings, in some cases ignoring the government's own protocols for who should be sent back across the border. The guidelines for the migrant protection protocols preclude government officials from sending people with, quote, known physical or mental health issues back to Mexico. But the reporters we've deployed on the ground have found at least two pregnant women and a Honduran family that includes a four-year-old girl with a neurological disorder who were sent from El Paso to Ciudad Juarez in Mexico under the program. It's difficult for the girl to take in food. She's nonverbal and unable to walk. Her family argues that waiting in Mexico is a dangerous proposition. The mother and daughter spent seven days in Border Patrol custody, including two nights sleeping under a bridge in El Paso, outdoors. One day after being told her husband could pay for bus tickets to get them to Florida, Border Patrol agents told the mother they would instead be sent to Ciudad Juarez. Meanwhile, a 10-month-old boy was found dead yesterday, along with three other migrants reported missing after a raft overturned in the Rio Grande along the Texas border an incident a Border Patrol official blamed on callous smugglers. And the U.S. government is beginning to erect even more tent cities to house the influx of people who are making it across. The newest tent cities in El Paso and the Rio Grande Valley will hold 1,000 parents and families. Number three. Remember the Russian spy whale we talked about earlier this week that was discovered in Norway? Well, he doesn't want to go back to St. Petersburg. It's a high-profile defection and a rare win for the good guys after a week of global attention on the beluga. The whale has moved only about 25 nautical miles within the last week and appears to enjoy proximity to humans, probably because of training by Russians. 
Norwegian officials who have been consulting with the Americans are looking to transport the animal, who is yet to be given a name, to a sanctuary in Iceland. Contrary to the species' normal behavior, the beluga has allowed residents to pet its nose over the last few days. It's become quite the attraction. The whale was first spotted by Norwegian fishermen last week. The fishermen spotted a strange harness wrapped around the whale's body. Researchers say the harness was designed by the Russian military, and it could carry either weapons or cameras to be used against Western targets. It's believed to be part of a special operations program the Russian Navy has been pursuing for years. Since the 2014 Russian annexation of Crimea, there have been constant and often creepy reminders of the Kremlin's massive military apparatus lurking on Europe's eastern outskirts. Mystery submarines, unidentified jets, including one that almost crashed with the passenger plane, and strange troop movements. Now, the U.S. has been using sea mammals for military purposes since the 1950s. But our dolphin and sea lion recruits are used to locate sea mines, to retrieve objects from the ocean floor, and to gather intelligence for military divers. The U.S. Navy reiterated yesterday that it remains official American policy to never use sea mammals for offensive operations. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, May 3rd. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.